Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson, and this is Missing to Podcast. The Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. Talking all things Kelly and to you. Here is Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to week number two of our series, Backstage at the Belasco with Miss Into Podcast. And this week, we have a packed, packed episode. Yes, you're going to learn a lot of little little nuggets. Um, we have three interviews, four people. We have some joint interviews. And uh, this was really fun. I think one of my favorite parts about doing these interviews at the Belasco is we never knew who we were going to be talking to next. It was kind of just yeah. like, hey, this person's available. You want to chat with them? Sure, bring them on in. We initially told we were told we were, we were, we were going to talk to three people. And it turned into way more than that and not even the people that we were originally going to talk to. But it was wonderfully, like, awesome, like, having it to having it be so on the fly. It was, yeah. it was also, like, good practice for me personally because I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, this is happening now. And then you just kind of, like, come up with stuff on the fly. It's, like, really yep. – it's, it's kind of a challenge, but it was really fun. And I love talking to all these people. I learned a lot. Oh, yeah. And it just it was such a relaxed environment. Yeah. Uh, and we felt we just felt really relaxed to just sit and hang out and have some conversations with people. And uh, we're really excited for you guys to hear this week's episode. Just a, a lot of really, really awesome people. Our buddy, Aben Eubanks, guitarist and uh, song. He writes he co-writes a lot of stuff with Kelly. Uh, Aben's going to be back on. We're super excited to catch up with him. We also have a conductor who has worked on a lot of Kelly albums as well as he was, you know, he was at the Blasco. We're going to find out why. Mm-hmm. His name is Joe Trapanese. So we're super pumped to talk to him and get to know him. But we're going to kick this off with a joint interview with Jane Black, a.k.a. Rachel Orsher, who does a lot of programming for Kelly, um, both on albums and on the Kelly Clarkson show, and her husband, Justin Womble, who has done a lot of guitar teching for uh, Kelly's crew on the road. They also worked on and produced and wrote on High Road because it was originally their song. Yeah. So we're going to learn all about how that song came to be and how Kelly got involved. So without further ado, here's our first interview with Rachel and Justin. We are so excited to welcome returning to the podcast, Rachel Orsher, and brand new to the podcast, Justin Womble. What's up? Hey. Hey, We're so excited to have you guys here. (laughs) How are we feeling uh day after the very first performances from the new album tired yeah that's very been everyone's, tired. That's yeah. everyone's answer yeah everyone's pretty answer. tired yeah, because late we, night. we we always i mean we've, we talked to a lot of the people who are on stage but you guys are working backstage mm-hmm. but you're it's not like you're working any less hard than the performers i mean you guys are performing in your own right yeah yeah that's true i mean pretty it's much a, yeah yeah can you talk about a little bit of for our listeners about what you've been doing especially in a live setting so for like a live show basically for for me I have all of the um playback sessions that I have to like make sure are running right and you know make sure that audio is seeing everything right make sure that um anything that's triggering anything for Jason or um even from my computers like my computer is telling Aben's pedal board what to do oh. during the show. My computer's telling Jocko's pedal board what to do during the show. So, like, I have to make sure that all of that is firing right. Is that and pre, that's pre-programmed, though, and just making sure, like, in a yeah. case of emergency, like, okay, let's, you know, fix it immediately. Okay. Yeah, and, like, for something like this with all new songs, it's, like, you kind of have to, like, start from scratch in many ways and, yeah. like, you know, which means, like, okay, we did a full rehearsal and then I'm going to have to stay late with... Aben's guitar tech and then we're gonna have to work that out and okay. make sure that the next day when Aben comes in he doesn't have to worry about anything right. except playing his parts okay mm-hmm. you know so it's like stuff like that to prep and yeah. then during the live show for me um especially with this one this was the first time that Jason didn't have like secondary control over the computers which was terrifying oh. for both of us what was the reasoning <laughs> for that um, just since we were filming, just wanted to make it look really clean. Okay. And, and Not he, a ton of gear. Yeah. And right. I think he just wanted to focus on like the performance. So, mm-hmm. you know, he was, I was basically queuing up each song to start and then he was pressing play blind. So, and he gets like, <laughs> he gets notified like when it's like ready. Yeah. Like I have a microphone and I just oh, tell him like, you. okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, Hey, you're queued up on this song. 
you're ready to press play. Like, Meanwhile, Justin, you are kind of hanging out in Guitar World, right? Yep. And one of two Guitar Worlds. Um, and I am tuning Jocko's guitars and handing them off and Kyle's basses. Uh, I got called in a little bit late for this. Um, <laughs> I think everybody did. Like, I think everybody got oh, like a week, at least a week's notice. Really? Yeah, yeah like, like a few how, days like, how ago. Late? Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, and yeah. you weren't familiar with these songs because it's not no, what, I didn't what's know. been performed on tour. I still am not too familiar. <laughs> it's like... You are as familiar as we are. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more. But it's it's still like, there. you know, I'll hear a song title and I'll think someone's just using a phrase or something. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, no, that's what the song... Oh, that's the song. I gotta get work. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> well, the I mean, the obvious question that we really were excited to ask both of you guys about was... How does it feel to hear Kelly sing High Road? Because obviously that was a Jane Black tune first. We, and we, we were just talking to Jesse and we were saying that we almost wanted, because when Kelly was talking about how you guys had written the song, we were waiting. We, we wanted you both to come on stage. Just take like, a, just a quick little, just like curtsy or something. Like <laughs> we're going to go back what we're doing, but just thank you. I think, I think the idea was floated and I think it was just like, but like, I'm actually already doing like a lot. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. that's so right. that would, that would like add Last extra, thing I need to do. extra work for you just to run on stage. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> um, I'm not even gonna be able to breathe. Like, I'm gonna be like, Ugh, so yeah, yeah. But what is that like? Because I mean, that six is six or seven year old song, maybe more. It's older than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote that. The lyrics to that I wrote um, back when we lived in New Orleans. So yeah. before we moved out to Nashville to work with Jason and yeah, it was so like close two, to a decade ago. Yeah. yeah 2013. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That was like, we were part of this, like I kind of said mentioned I'm, a little bit about yeah. <laughs> very fundamental evangelical church that, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the list of what makes a cult a cult, I, it's got, <laughs> it's got quite I, a few. I didn't want to say marks, that word, but, but uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I know it's like the hot new thing, but <laughs> um, well, we were first. <laughs> we were first. We were duped first. I promise. Um, we were trendy, <laughs> but that that song kind of came like after we were both like working for them full time and mm-hmm. working in the all the creative departments there and. Uh, we both got fired within like two weeks of each other. So oh we had like absolutely nothing and we were so broke and like Freaked didn't. Out. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like, so how are we going to pay our bills? And that was the first problem. Yeah. So that was one of those songs written in that time frame wow. of like kind of for the, like one of the first times in my life being like, well, who am I outside of this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. It's all you know, and then for yeah. something to go against you or just to not work out, and you're like, right. what am I? Like, do you have to start from scratch now? Yeah. With your, like, I, you know, your identity, with what your purpose, you know? Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. Ar- and around the same time, uh, my dad moved in with us. My parents were getting a divorce, and oh my. I, was, I was like 24, and I didn't have a great relationship with my dad at the time. Oh. And so it was just like, that song is just like exactly that time in my life. Mm-hmm. At, uh, our our version, it's when I was younger. My father showed me, and she changed it to mother. But you know, for it was just like one of those. I sat down to drink coffee in the morning and just wrote. Just came out. <laughs> did she? Did she change any other lyrics? Mm-mm. Wow, and that's wow. so interesting because it's obviously gonna have such a different meaning to her. Yep. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with that, yep. and that is gonna be really interesting. And I know like a lot of her fans are going to be very interested to find out the original background of the song. <laughs> That's incredible. Now, was it a, uh, for the record, was it produced by Jesse or Jason? It was produced by us and Jason. Okay. So, you guys yeah. got to produce it too? That's mm-hmm. what I, that yeah. was going to be my next question. Cause I know a lot of times when Jesse produces, that's his kind of crew, yeah. but when it's Jason and you guys are, are deeply involved. Yeah. I think for the most part, almost all of the programming is like, the original program. Yeah, all, I'll say, did you just bring in your old files? Yeah, it's just in a it's just in a different key. So yeah, we had to yeah. change the key and like make that sound right. You know, <laughs> how did she even like like know the song? Was she just listening to your stuff and just happened to stumble upon her? Did you introduce it? Um, I think Jason showed her. I'm pretty sure it was Jason. I I think yeah. I don't really actually know the story. I think myself. 
We obviously, <laughs> like, I just showed up. <laughs> yeah. So what was the experience like in the studio hearing her re-recording this song from your days when you were performers? We weren't there. <laughs> oh no that's the thing is like it's kind of all like remote like i think you know it's like we kind of worked in our home studio and then we would send mm-hmm. stuff to jason and then he would say oh can we get this yeah and then she did all of her vocals with jason um yeah. i think there was actually one day at work like during the tv show work, yeah and i was like my head was like totally in work mode yeah and i went into his office for something and I think they were in there working on it. Like she was either singing it or, and I was just like, <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, you're like, wait, this is supposed to be, like, I'm used to my boy. Like, yeah, it was just, me. it was yeah, strange. Yeah. She was just like, surreal. yeah. How, I guess, I don't really understand a lot about how music is produced, but like, how can you produce something if you are not there is that like because you produce like you guys produced it in the first place and you kind of is that how you kind of have the cred on that like how does that work yeah I mean we just recorded whatever we needed to record in our studio Mm -hmm. and then we sent the session to Jason and he recorded whatever he needed to record yeah and then kind of just like blend the two worlds together and then he would send us like a mix like what do you think it's like oh sounds good like so it's a lot more like feedback and like just like little bits and pieces you're okay because i don't like i don't know because i feel like when people use the word producing like so many different well there's very yeah there's different ways different ways of doing that so i'm like how does that work if you're not actually there okay that's a good way i think the most classic understanding of a producer is like someone who's kind of like telling like the band or the artist like what to do even right because like like my actual full-time job is I actually do produce a podcast, but I know like I have to like do the research and prepare and plan and schedule and everything. But obviously when you're doing like music, it's very a different, but there's a lot of different components. So I just never really understood what that meant for a song or an album. So it's a good explanation. It can just look so different. Yeah. 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 So going back to the, uh, the creation of the show last night, we've kind of been asking everybody how it was to sort of cram an entire album's worth of a show into one week for, and I know that Justin, you came in late into the project. You did great. Yes. Um, You know, what, what was that pressure like? Because I know, you know, you, you're used to karaoke pressure day in and day out, but this is, this is different. This is not 90 seconds at a time. This is, you know, a, a 50 to 60 minute show that she's handling. You know, like we started out, we just were actually just like on our fifth floor rehearsal room. And so it was actually really kind of chill, like mm-hmm. just kind of taking off little bites. And um, then we moved into like a bigger rehearsal studio. And that's when I was starting to like use my gear and, and like set it up for a live situation. And it all just depends. Like if things are going smoothly, like if you turn everything on and plug it in and everything works, it's like. Score. Great. I am ready to go. <laughs> and luckily that's pretty much how this one went for me. So I've been, my biggest nerves were just like last night, just like being like, oh no. Like, cause usually he has a screen. So we're both monitoring the live show. And if right. something goes wrong, either one of us can step in and like, you know, and last night it was just me. So it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> What about for you? Because again, you were brought in so last minute. Like, did they tell you like, like, how do you know what to do? Basically, if Um, you're not, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the catalog. Yeah. I just check in with, uh, the players and like, you know, what do you need? Um, and then write down everything they say. And I just take extensive (laughs) notes of of everything. That's incredible. You know, and like, right. You know, is that usually kind of how it goes, but usually you have more time. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because pretty is, much. I mean, is is teching teching from one situation to another, or is it a little bit different when you are dealing with material that you're not as familiar with? Um, you know, I feel like it's it's there's kind of a broad sense of teching that you know that I feel like I can 
I can hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the songs, like, when it comes to teching, it's like the songs don't really matter except for just remembering which ones need what. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah like, you just need to know what key to put it in and, or, you know. Pretty where, much. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which yep. guitar do you want? Oh, yeah. so you're yeah. just swapping which, it out in and out? Okay. Yeah. Like, which one and do you just, need? And you know, trying to get the fingerprints off of them before they yes. go out. You know, Especially when it's getting filmed. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. When it's, right. when it's for tour, you're like, ah, it's rock and roll. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're just being as quick as possible. Yeah. I mean, even on tour, like you have to. Po- I mean, that's part of your job. You have to polish. Yeah. Stuff like and then just really? like adapting oh, yeah. to. Last night was funny because um, I'm wearing this little like lanyard thing, and I went to go hand Jocko a guitar, and somehow the strings of the guitar went inside of this. Oh man! And it wouldn't pull off my body when I went to hand it to him. So did he play with that? No, no. I just uh, I had to run off stage and I couldn't see anything, so we had to get a flashlight and. Was that at least one of the them. moments when Kelly was kind of going long, and you're just like, "I think I might have time." Here. I don't even know. I blacked out. <laughs> blacked I was just out. like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on besides what I was doing. But <laughs> now, is we there? Didn't notice. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> no one noticed. Thank now, you. is there a moment? And I'll direct this towards you, Rachel. Is there a moment when you sort of get to like? I don't know. I don't know. There's not a tactful way to say this. Like you unpucker and you just kind of like get to (laughs) like relax and you get into a groove in a show, especially one like last night. For sure. I mean, even like for this show, like we really didn't have that many issues going into it. Um, We had like two instances last night where like I had to like, you know, man, like stop and restart Mm -hmm. um, without anybody noticing. So it's like you have to kind of like something tells me Jason noticed. Oh, of course, the band notices 100%. Okay. <laughs> no, 100%. We all are noticing, but, like, you have to make sure that no one Again, else notices. We don't and know especially anything. that she doesn't notice. Yeah. Because you don't want her to stop. Like, you know, the whole goal is, like, to do this yeah. live. Let her be, yeah. like, undistracted. Yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, just a matter of, like, in those moments, I'm just, like, <laughs> I just stop breathing and I have to, like... And then it takes maybe, like... 30 seconds after that for me to be like, okay, we're good. Okay, 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 I'm going to go back to singing (laughs) and like dancing. Like I try to really enjoy the show. Like it makes it so much more fun to just like sing and dance and get into it. And like, I like to watch everyone on stage, like performing and stuff. It just, it it makes it way less like a job. I remember because like I used to work in management, artist management, and like I would go out on the road for a few weeks with some of my clients and it was the same thing I'm like the fact that you know I mean I'm, I'm not a tech person but like the fact that you're a part of a project and you just see it from like conception like the whole yes. thing yeah. you're like wow this is such a yep. full circle moment I'm proud of the whole mm. team of what they're doing and you're 100%. just like we're doing it guys it's, yeah. it's, it's going it's a really yeah. cool yeah, feeling when, when it's going smooth it feels really great yeah when things start falling through the cracks man it is not but, a great feeling but even but, to like the you know to do rehearsals without an audience yeah. But then to see people react to yes. the songs, mm-hmm. that's like a, such a good... That's like the payoff. You know, yeah, that's, that's the payoff. That's you the know? payoff. Sure. You know, it's like, you know, it just goes full circle. So it feels, it just feels like whatever problems that you are or have dealt with, you know, most recently tech issues or whatever. It's just like, no, this is going, you know, yeah. it's people getting together and having a good time. Uh, Rachel and Justin, thank you so much for taking some time. I know you guys are still in the middle of a busy day today. Yep. Uh, and, <laughs> and for the rest of who knows saying, when. As far as you guys are concerned, it's Tuesday, you know, so yeah. it's Is just it? another. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. It's Last good to we know. checked. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank this was you. so nice. It's and also, again. what a lovely surprise seeing you guys at that coffee shop. In I know. That was so yesterday. Great. I was yeah. like, I think that's Rachel. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be weird and say hi, but I'm going to say no, hi. No, I'm glad you said hi. It's not weird at all. Yay. Awesome. And hopefully we'll see you guys both in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, yeah. me for sure. Yeah. I don't know we'll what, see what if Justin happens gets He texts for other <laughs> bands too, so I mean, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we're going to pop on and say hey if you're just like, all right, I'm bored. Let's go yeah. to Vegas to say hi. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, totally. But yeah, very looking forward to Vegas. We're super excited. Yeah. Thanks so much, Thank you guys. guys. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you. So that was our conversation with the members of Jane Black, a.k.a. Rachel Orsher and Justin Womble. So great to see Rachel again and to meet Justin for the first yeah. time. Although it was funny because it seems like Justin was another one of those people that we kept bumping into yes. uh, while we were uh, hanging out around the venue throughout those couple of days. I actually met him um, when I landed in L.A. I went right to my hotel and was walking out with Moni. We were going to go get Chipotle. 
and I <laughs> was walking out and there was like a restaurant that it's where you and I had pretty much every meal our that yeah. like coffee shop restaurant attached the, to the hotel and I kind of turned my head and I see Rachel and Justin and I was like you'll you've just heard I was like hi Rachel and you know I was like I don't know if I should say hi and then that's where I met Justin and I didn't even yeah. know I was going to be talking to them for this this interview so um but yeah then we ended up bumping the Justin a lot like at the Belasco after so. Yeah, so it was really great to to meet him yeah. and uh, to see Rachel again, and just uh, so excited for both of them, yes. um, and especially Rachel, uh, just for the fact that their song got featured on Chemistry, the fact that Rachel got to help produce the song on the record, just so exciting for both of them. So that was great to sit down and talk with them. Uh, up next is another old friend of uh, not only ours, just in general, but also of the podcast. Uh, he's been on a couple of different times, and of course, we were stoked to uh, see him once again. It is our friend, uh, guitarist Aben Eubanks. He is going to tell us all about not only uh, what it was like to perform at the Belasco, but also he's going to give us a little bit of inside knowledge about the song that he uh, helped out on Chemistry Lighthouse, which, as Kelly refers to it, is one of the saddest songs that she's ever written. But as you'll hear, Apparently, that's a thing for her and Aben. Yes. And he's also going to talk to us a little bit about um, performing on I Hate Love on stage. Because yes. he kind of takes the place of Steve Martin for the Belasco show. So we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. And uh, without further ado, here is our interview with Aben Eubanks. Well, we are so excited to be joined once again on the show by our dear friend, Mr. Aben Eubanks. Hello, buddy. Hello, hello. Thanks again for having me. Thanks well, for course. coming on. It's, I always love talking to you. It's always so much fun. You guys are always so much fun. Well, we appreciate that. So, busy week. It was a very busy week. Very busy week. <laughs> How you doing? You tired? Good. Yeah. Like it was. It was. It was. Uh, now that it's kind of over and stuff, it's like oh, it's yeah, a little, I can breathe. I can exhale a little. Yeah. 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 But it was. It was. It was good. Because you know we were talking to some people earlier and like you had to learn this stuff pretty quickly. It's true. It's was true. It like what, like a week or so? I mean, before rehearsals, I think we got it. I think we got the music, the final, because there was a delay and we had to do right. some things over and stuff like that. So you like the heard. final like mixes and stuff. So everything, final mixes came in like two days before the rehearsals. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that explains why the rehearsals started pretty much right after we found out that there was going to be a show. We start seeing that there's going to be a rehearsal. Okay. That's, yeah. that's making sense. It's yeah. It was sense. pretty, it was pretty quick. It was, uh, it was, um, yeah, as far as the music, I mean the the project. You know, they've been idea. You know, the, the idea for for, for doing this yeah. has been mm-hmm. for, been around. Yeah, they've been kicking kicking it around for a minute. But uh, the actual physical learning and performing the music yeah. was it was a, you know it was a throw and go kind of thing. But you did work on the album though, so not everything was completely foreign totally to you. foreign. Correct. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, tell us so, about Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Okay. <laughs> where to start? So, where to start? <laughs> where to start? Okay, so uh, as many know, I mean, it was a, it was a crazy couple of years uh, in the Kelly world for mm-hmm. for her specifically, um, and I just remember um, specifically this. It's like I, I sent you know I'm always send we're always you know exchanging music, sending sending uh, tracks and and all that stuff, whether there's an album or not. It's just therapy I guess yeah. <laughs> or yeah. whatever but um, so there were some um, there were some darker things that were going on in her um, life at the time and I just remember like um, wanting to kind of give her some music for kind of an album and I even I think even when I sent it to her I was just like oh, this is probably not an album thing or anything I just know no intention but it's just you know some music yeah just something you were kind of playing around with yeah well you know like I, well, the, like she brought like when she writes i mean you know a lot of times she'll you know she'll she'll talk about how she'll be up in the middle of the night you know and, and just be you know kind of going through yeah you know, her, you know her music or, or you know through an idea or, or or something like that and so um i just kind of center these kind of <laughs> really like really slow kind of heroin induced <laughs> kind of track <laughs> and just was like I was like I mean this is you know there's an emotion I'm sure somewhere that this is going to match you know at some, yeah. at some point and I you know 
have that for her to to, to grab in case uh, it, you know she ever uh, you know needs that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of that. That was kind of the the. Um, kind of where lighthouse and it's so funny because we over throughout the pan like leading up to this album it was all through the pandemic and everything yeah. we were riding through the pandemic and all this so we wrote so many songs and this was the last one i thought that would do like i said i was like this, i sent it to her and it's just like this is probably not anything like in the vein of what the what, album is when you mean of like sending music were you did you just send like melody stuff and or did you also send any lyrics um, I didn't, not, no, on these I did not send any lyrics. Okay. Yeah, these, this, this was all specifically just music. Okay. Music, and uh, some, sometimes I'll send her, like, just voice memos, and sometimes I'll send her, like, a full-on built-out track right. with all the, like, uh-huh. all the bills and whistles yeah. and all that stuff. Um, it just depends on wow. where the idea, how, how, how far I get invested in the idea. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool writing for her because she's such a, you know, she's dynamic in music you know you can send her a blue song and she's you know she's like Etta James or you know it's like yeah. she can, she it's can kill it it's so insane it's yeah. so when she gets up on stage and she says this is the saddest song I've ever written <laughs> yeah how does it make you feel <laughs> well you know it's that's so ironic because when I was on stage last night when she said that in the last time like I've got the text on her she like we wrote uh Merry Christmas to the one oh. I used to know mm-hmm. and she was just like oh my god she I think I just you know, wrote the saddest song that I've ever written. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps like one upping each you know, other. Yeah. And then when she said that last song, this might be the saddest song. I was like, damn, I'm like really like, I gotta like, I gotta start sending some upbeat stuff. stuff. I gotta keep everything <laughs> above like 120 BPM. Like, like, I'm, seeing, I'm sensing a pattern with the two of yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna be the, like known as like her, her depressed option. <laughs> but listen, we kind of love those songs. I'm so depressed. <laughs> we call Avon for something totally depressing and Dark we needed them. <laughs> so you, you go through the week of rehearsals and you come and you do the show. I mean, and I know you guys like occasionally will do like the random corporate show or whatever, but this is kind of like the first time that, you know, like general public fans have seen everybody play in a long time. Like how, how did that feel being back out? Well, you know, that we, I was thinking about, we were all talking about that. Like we've done like the, like you said, these one offs and stuff, but, um, those seem like very um, just getting up to swing the bat, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then boom, you're you're, you're out. You know, there's um, sure. they're very like, and a lot um, of it's like hits and like, it's, yeah, which it, is it's, fine, but it's not yeah. like you're necessarily going with the deep. A lot the, of like auto, autopilot, stuff, right? You know, like, yeah, as far you, as, like, you, you, you've been playing for years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this was so unique in the way that like, not only has it been a long time since we played a complete show. We were playing a bunch of songs that nobody knew the words, and it yeah. was just so funny to like look out there and like nobody sang along. It's like, like, do they like? I've no, never seen a yeah. Kelly show like this, like where nobody likes her. Like it's like you know, feels like nobody's into it because yeah. like, nobody knows the lyrics, and everybody's just either crying or going, "Whoa!" And we're just like she gawking. Just said that? Oh yes. my god. <laughs> We were thinking that because, like, obviously, we've never been to a show where we didn't, you know, of course, there's been, like, you know, a tour here and there. Oh, I'm trying out a new song or whatever. Especially early on. Especially early on. But, like, yeah, this was so bizarrely cool to be in the audience be like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to hear right now. I have no idea what the tempo is going to be. Well, I don't know anything. And it know, was really interesting. We've done that before. We, we did it. We, like you said, we've done like one or two songs. Like we right. did that like on the um, Addicted Tour. When we did Good maybe. memory. Yeah, we, we did maybe. Good that's right, memory. You know? uh, yeah, that's right. She did. Yeah, we, yes. we did maybe. And it was nowhere at this point, you know. And we, I think we did uh, Anymore. It was another, yeah. one. That's another one. No, it's, I think that's still nowhere. That's still nowhere. Yeah, that's that, that, was, that was a one-time only performance, yeah. too. All I know. Yeah. All yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 Technically was uh, a... Unreleased oh, thing. that's right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. So yeah. So. But it's been a very long time because obviously, like as the catalog builds up, there's not as much room for testing material out on like a tour because you know it's turning into almost the greatest hits plus few album exactly. track tour. Yeah. I mean, yep. That's kind of where she's at. It's true. You, it's hard to get it's to hard. some of the the you know the deeper like cuts all, that you enjoy more. We all want yeah. the really random, maybe really deep. You know, oh, the Japanese version, the, yeah. the random stuff. But like <laughs> yeah. we know it's. We got it. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. So seeing you the other night uh, on stage, it was fun because we, you know, we always refer to you as sort of the, the jack of all trades. If it's got strings, you can play it. And, you know, you get to flex when it comes to this record, especially because, you know, you're out there with your electric, you're out there with your acoustic, and then you get to come out with a banjo. 
I got to tell you, yeah. You, I were, never, uh, you were Steve Martin last night. <laughs> that's, I got to say, I've never said, like she was talking about, like, I never imagined Steve Martin on my record. Well, I never imagined, like, playing a Steve Martin part. Play <laughs> <laughs> for the, all of us. Playing the role like, tonight of Steve Martin yeah, will be able like, Here, learn this piece. It's, you know, it's a Steve Martin. Also, uh, if you could put this outfit on from the jerk, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, it's these cans. <laughs> That was, but so like, were were you expecting that? Are you the only one who plays banjo, or like, can you? I mean, no, can, no, yeah. Every, I it's, guess it's pretty easy to pick up if you know. Well, to be to be totally honest, it, it is a gitanjo as opposed to a banjo. What so is that? a gitanjo is a six string banjo, which is more mm-hmm. strung up like a, a guitar as opposed to mm-hmm. the, where like a five string banjo. You know, you've got the smaller string on top that only goes you know halfway up the neck ah. mm-hmm. so it's a it's a different style of okay. playing and stuff um so the gitanjo is uh not technically a banjo but it is banjo-esque is that what's played on the type album of banjo S- uh steve martin probably more than likely played a real banjo okay. yeah okay but yeah. this was something you had you were familiar with at least yes okay. yes I yes. dare. I mean, I'm I'm worried to say it was like a banjo training wheels or like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it it is it is a little more uh, easy to uh, wrap your head around concept. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can play a banjo, but I I don't just have chose, one at the time. Yeah, you just yeah this was the one that was that, was, that I grabbed, and I was like, yeah, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> just hop my way at the house, grab the katanjo. Yeah, that's true. Katanjo. Also, the word I've never said in my life. Katanjo. I've never heard of it before, yeah. so you learn something new every day. Yeah, I do. Look, we've been learning a lot. We're learning a lot today. My mind's blown. Yes. As a non-musician, I'm learning a lot. Um, so, obviously, we've got Vegas coming up. Yes. Um, you guys are no stranger to Vegas. You've been, but you're going to be spending a little bit more time this time. Uh, thoughts on, like, kind of your first, like, I mean, we, we'll call it a residency. Yeah, it's, it's a it shorter is. one. Yeah. But it's a shorter one. Yeah, but it's, it's still, short. you know, Vegas life going to treat you well? I, You know, it, we, as you know, we've been touring Vegas for many, many years, and I used to never like going to Vegas because I don't like, I never gamble, yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. a gambler, I don't do that, I don't drink for the most part, so I just like, I don't hang out and down on the bars, so I don't, I, I never really loved Vegas until, until one day um, I decided to go rent a car, go find a the best coffee shop in town because I, there's nothing at the yes. casinos. There's no coffee. No, at all. it's yeah. terrible. So I was like, "All right, I'm going to be here for a few days. I'm going to rent a car. I'm going to go find good coffee, and I'm going to go see what's going on out in those mountains out there." Yeah. So Love from that. now on, like for the past you know six or seven, eight years that we've been touring Vegas, it's like I immediately drop my bags and run, go grab a car, and go. Do you go try a new place each time? Um. That could be an interesting thing. You can kind of document, like, yeah. trying out new coffee shops around the Vegas area. Well, you know, having a residency, I might be able to, you know, have have uh, be afforded that that luxury. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, you know, I, I might do that. So, I mean, is there any sort of a different mindset when you know you're going to be playing the same venue for, I mean, obviously it's not 10 straight days or whatever, but, you know, you're, you're playing the same venue over and over again, but the crowd is the only thing that's really yeah. cycling out. I mean, is it... Is it just a? Is it the same as like any other show for you guys? It is um, probably less time to have to like do all the you know sound check. Yeah, all that there's stuff. less of the all of the uh, all of the extra thing. You know, like when when you tour, there's all the like load in. You know, load there's in, so yeah. many things yeah. that are like mo- all the moving parts that you're standing around waiting on, or your all that stuff. And with Vegas stuff, you know, everything kind of gets set up or. Mm-hmm. By the time you arrive, everything you know, everything's done. And they don't—they don't have to break it down. Yeah, yeah, it's so great. It's, yeah. So it's um, it's it's good in that part as far as like um, low maintenance. <laughs> you yeah, know, you just you just kind of show up and you know you know there's no like panic like is everything. You know, yeah, it's like, it's like it, no. Did we arrive late? And yeah, we have, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. working and stuff. So. Um, and I like, I mean, living in LA, I love being in Vegas because it's 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 so close quick, enough. You know, it's a, and, Burbank Airport is close to my house. <laughs> it's like, Perfect. I mean, it's oh, it's like the best airport. Avoid LAX. Oh, all you can. Like. I know. I'm <laughs> not looking forward to dealing with that tomorrow. So uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's always got to be exciting for you guys when you get to tour a new record and you get to play new tunes. Is there one that stood out to you? I mean, I want to I want to say that you wouldn't immediately choose like Lighthouse, but like, is there a song last night that just sort of like either 
you you found more fun than you thought it was going to be, or like the reaction to the crowd is a little different than you thought it might be. Like, was there any one song that kind of stood out from from the new album? Um, aside from the live show, just just musically uh, listening to the album, the first one to really like move me, I think, was "My Mistake." Mm-hmm. It was a song called Ooh. "My Mistake." Okay. I don't know if you. Uh, guys remember that last oh, yeah. night yeah so my mistake was the one that ri- originally kind of kind of moved me first um and then you know i started l- listening to lyrics a little more we think we know what you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and 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 it was um and probably you know red flag is probably you know has the most kind of like unfiltered kind yeah. of assessment of um, it's fun. The situation, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun it's, way to just it's a, say it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a fun, cheeky, yep. direct to the point kind of way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. We were all yeah, like, the situation. jaw drop yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you've been put into all different kinds of scenarios and situations with this band, and I know that you guys are no stranger to working with strings, but how like baller did you feel when you've just got this like beautiful incredible string section i mean it's anytime uh, like I, I went to the sessions uh to the string sessions for the christmas album when they were re- recording all mm-hmm. of that and like i've been like when i go to london i go to abbey road you know friends with the yeah. the tour the manager there and so i anytime i can go see full neck string section in real life and you feel all of that air moving and all of that sound just vibrating and it's it's in, it's incredible yeah. being on stage with it is you know it's just that much more yeah you know, just it's incredible like one, it's one thing to watch it it's another thing yeah. to sit in and play with it because you you truly can like feel it up mm-hmm. there you know it's like it's not like other instrument, you know, you I mean you can feel like a you know a bass guitar, right. or you can feel like the drums and stuff. But like when this <laughs> when this thing, no, but God, now I'm now I'm nervous because Jason just walked in. Hi, Jason. P's and Q's, mine and P's and Q's. P's and Q's. No, Jason's great. No, he's great. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah he's fun to work with. Great guy. No. Great guy. No strings. No, honestly, yeah, being like being in the presence of when like strings are playing, you know, that's obviously that that feels really cool because it's there's so much air and wind yeah. like, you know everything's just it's it's awesome well we are so looking forward to seeing you guys all in vegas it's so nice to just see you guys all back on stage yeah and feels like old times yeah it's yeah so refreshing it's great seeing you guys and seeing old well, yes. familiar faces yeah, that's we've what's, never that's met what's until fun yesterday Real? We've never we've met. Never we've never met in Shut person. Up. Are you serious? Swear to God. First time we met was right outside right, that window right in that line. Yesterday. Wow. I hope somebody got it on video. Andy or like, did. Andy yeah. from okay, the, the talk Andy show. Did. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, you got to put that on your like. We don't like, have the footage. So we have to get it somehow. Yeah. Oh, we, we definitely have, have to. get I it. Okay. I have to pay off NBC. So <laughs> I know. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Abe and Eubanks. Thanks so much. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll get to see you soon. So much. Best of luck, and I'll see you guys soon. You bet. Vegas. Soon in Vegas. Yes. I'm so happy that I learned what a Gitanjo is. Me too. I have never heard that word before. <laughs> and now I feel a lot smarter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, we, we love Aben. Yes. He is so much fun. He's always so nice to us and is just a, a real stand-up guy. And I'm just so glad that he has worked with Kelly for as long as he has. I mean, it's basically him and Jason who have the longest history with her. Yeah. And I hope that continues for a really long time because he and Kelly are just a really underrated dynamic songwriting team that uh, I hope I I hope we hear a lot more of the stuff that they have done uh, in the future. Every album deserves at least one at least one Kelly Aben collaboration. Absolutely. At the minimum. Absolutely. At the minimum. Finally today we want to introduce you to Joe Trapanese who is a conductor, maybe not necessarily somebody that you would equate with Kelly Clarkson, but he's actually worked with her several times and he's got a long history with Kelly as well. And he's going to tell us all about uh, some of his previous projects with Kelly. As uh, we wrap up our episode today, one more conversation with Joe Trapanese. Very excited to welcome another guest uh, here backstage at the uh, this beautiful, beautiful theater that we have the called. Belasco. Yeah, the Belasco that we've called home for like, I feel like the last two days. Uh, and especially the last five hours yes, yes. uh joe trapanese you are uh, explain to everybody what you do 
because I don't want to pretend like I know. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. My day job is actually as a film composer. I do a lot of scoring for film and TV. You've done a lot of Disney, which I am a huge, I'm a, I'm a Disney adult. So <laughs> Wonderful. I, I feel so comfortable right now just being in your presence. Okay, so film composing, but also... Exactly. I was really fortunate that a lot of the early film composing work I did was with artists. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of led to this path of working with those artists going, you know, them going, hey, you don't want to work on my album too? You know, so that led to people knowing me as like, oh, Joe not only does film composing, but he also works with orchestras, works with strings, does some production, that sort of thing. And that's what led me to meeting Jason Halbert and Kelly Clarkson and the whole team. And I've been working with them on and off now for the last 10 years. So Wrapped in Red was the first time that you guys all kind of teamed up. Uh, how was that process uh, for the first time working with Kelly in that album. I'm really grateful to Greg Kirsten for bringing in, yes. bringing me in. It was, it was a mutual friend of ours who connected us. Greg said, Hey, I, you know, I have some strings. What do you think? And I said, I'd love to take a stab at helping you out. He, um, he, he trusted me to do that. I did some mock-ups. I did some arrangements. He, he loved them. Kelly loved them. And then when it came time to do the Vegas, the live show, uh, the wrapped in red live show, um, I was recommended to Jason Halbert, Kelly's MD, and I flew to Vegas. We had never met. We had never worked together directly before. So it was really just fun getting to know each other, getting to know each other's work. And as I'm sure you know, like Kelly treats everyone she's with like a family. It's really a wonderful team here. And so I immediately was like just taken aback by how welcoming they were with me. And I was really just super thrilled to be working with them. So that, let's talk about some of the other projects uh, that you've worked on with Kelly, because you uh, you didn't stop at Wrapped in Red. In fact, I mean, there, I mean, there's a reason you're even here today, which we'll we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, tell us where else people would recognize your work with her. Absolutely, and it's been there's been so much. You're gonna have to forgive my memory because oh, my no, memory is a little it. shoddy. But like piece by piece, uh, I worked mm -hmm. on several. Uh, I think that's the name of the album. It is, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you work on "Take You High"? Uh, yes, it's like I very electronic, but did. also had the strength. That I did. I love that song so awesome. much. It's, it's one of her most unique songs. And it I'm is. Isn't very it? excited to meet the person who worked on that. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's truly. You can back me up. It's one of her most unique songs it, ever. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm I'm honestly I'm just tickled to hear that because like so much of my time is in a dark studio. You know, mm -hmm. just, just by design. I yeah. love what I do. I love making music. I love, but a lot of that we're we're put away from the fans. <laughs> yeah. So it's lovely to have an experience where people are like, no, we really love that. Thank you. You know, so thank you, thank you for for saying that. Of course. Um, I think there's there's obviously the second Christmas record yes. and there's a track on the record we recorded way back in 2017 and there's like a bunch of stuff that I cannot talk about but like there, every <laughs> once in a while there's like a demo that comes through and mm -hmm. there's material that hasn't been released that I've worked on and you know Kelly's someone and, and look I, I don't know what I can say or can't say but she is someone so passionate about music and exploration and that I don't mind that she doesn't mind that her team doesn't mind sometimes we explore stuff and yeah. it's hidden away in the vault till yep. another time but like the fact is she invests in that exploration and she brings in an orchestra she brings in people to work with her and and I think uh, I think you hear that in the music the passion because yeah. we know she's so passionate about what she does that we bring that passion right back into it well we know she's always working so she's always workshopping ideas and whether or not you know they get out of the demo stage or they get fully fleshed out and yet still don't see the light of day, but at least we know that they're out there somewhere. And I, cause I would love to hear, I love whenever Kelly incorporates strings yes. at all into We don't get the music. it a lot. We don't. It's an, and it's a nice surprise when it does happen. And it's a surprise when it happens on in a non-Christmas album as well. Exactly, exactly. Cause like Christmas is, you know, obviously Christmas is the kind of quote unquote genre you can you can make it as old sounding as you want and it'll still sound modern and it's not going to sound weird. But obviously when you're working at a pop record, it has to sound kind of of the time. Exactly. Exactly. People aren't, aren't really expecting that nostalgia hit that an orchestra can bring you. Right. So when it does happen, like you noted on take me high and other songs from the piece by piece record, you know, like it, it, it becomes something really special and it's just thrilling to have been a part of that. Now, is it, is, is it a weird transition or is it, a challenge when instead of working with just a pure orchestra 
you bring in a pop singer who has like a full band. Is that a weird marriage sometimes or is it very easy to integrate everybody? It depends on the person. I think for, for me, I'm very, you know, I've always been a tweaker. Like I like I've played with synthesizers all my life. I love working with electronics, working with bands, working with drums. So for someone who has that side of the brain, in addition to the classical training that I have, it I think it's somewhat easy because I have love and respect and openness to that. Mm-hmm. But you really have to be prepared and open to that storytelling process that might not necessarily be just straight up orchestra all the time. It's yeah. not always going to be, you know, 90 piece string section and brass and yeah. cymbals and winds. You know, you have to be open to the artistry that the band is bringing, that the piano is bringing, that the other elements are bringing. You have to be aware of the story. And that's something I always come back to. I think that's something that for me as a film composer is a really great um, tool in my toolkit someone once told me Joe you're not in the music business you're in the film business and what that really breaks down to is the storytelling business I'm in the storytelling business but I take that into Kelly's world and when I and when I work with artists like M83 and whatnot like when I work on those types of projects I'm not necessarily going like oh where's the orchestra gonna fit in how am I gonna do this I'm thinking what story is the singer trying to tell what story is this artist trying to tell and everything comes from that that is the the well spring. That is the source of everything, and everything has to fit around that. I just want to give a quick shout out. I love Midnight City. That's a great record. <laughs> awesome. And awesome. like, I didn't know you were you had worked on that until earlier today, and I was like, I've been a fan of that like since it came out. Like it was probably over like over a decade ago. And yeah, it's, it's kind of scary how long it's been. But it's it's <laughs> that's like a, that's a timeless song. It really is. I mean, I know we're only about a decade or so up, but it, it it's very. It doesn't sound dated, which I think is very hard to do with pop it's guess, really hard I guess, to do. I don't know if you it's kind of popish it, it definitely it has, has pop hints of pop yeah. I think I think I think I think it's obviously M83's most pop record yeah and I think um but but like you noted I think I again thank you so much for those kind words I think that is something that was very much in our minds to creating something timeless yeah creating something that isn't just you know just a a, a one record thing that just something that feels because it's, infinite. Because it's popular right now. Exactly. 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 And, and, and I still get a kick of out of hearing those strings, that or- orchestral music um, in a lot of places. I, I don't expect I'm relaxing at home and all of a sudden a trailer comes on or an ad or the NFL or something. Oh and you know, like, those wait, strings. Exactly. Yeah. It's really <laughs> thrilling. And you know, even with Kelly too, it's funny when we do the Christmas stuff, I, you know, I told the orchestra, I remember, Hey, be ready to hear this, you know, come, you know, for Christmas albums classically are, you produce them in July, which is really funny. Cause you know, you need the lead time, right? you know, so usually you're working on them in July. So, uh, you know, I told everyone in the orchestra, Hey, get ready in six months, you're going to be like walking everywhere. into the store and you're <laughs> going to hear this, you know, and that's exactly what happens. So, you know, it, it is thrilling when, when stuff we do gets into the world and into the consciousness, I think, you know, I obviously do what I do because I have a strong passion for music and storytelling. That's pretty obvious, right. but it really is thrilling that every once in a while you work on something that gets into the public consciousness and moves people in that way. Yeah. yeah. Really thrilling. Joe Trapanese, it's been so nice talking to you with you. I, I can't play an instrument to save my life, no, but same. just hearing you and your passion makes me want to run through a wall and learn a stringed instrument. Exactly. Learn three notes. You, do, you, you start, start, or not even learn one note. That's all you need. Just one note. You can start making music. So please. Joe, it's been so nice to talk with you and, and to meet you today. And thank you for all your contributions. Uh, I, I think that, you know, you, your work that you've done with her has been, uh, I don't want to, underrated is not the right word. It is, I think it needs to be more in the forefront because, yeah. I mean, We've heard her in a couple of variations, and it's just absolutely stunning. And it it takes a well, ooh, it takes Kelly's one. Kelly honestly is one of the one of the few singers out there who I think you know like can sing next to an orchestra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like she just has the type of voice, the type of presence, the type of and no matter what genre it is, exactly. Yeah, I, I every time I work with Kelly and Jason, I'm um, I'm always like nudging them like. Like, can we get Kelly with <laughs> more orchestra, more orchestra? Because, yeah, again, she's just, it's so amazing to hear her her voice and that instrumentation together. So thank you so much. Joe, thanks so much for being with us thank today. It was so Lovely nice to meet you. you. Thank you so Lovely much. Lovely meeting you, too. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. It was so great to meet him. Um, I Neither of us had ever met him before. 
either in person or virtually. So that was a treat. And then it was definitely, this was the, like a big surprise for us. We did not know he was even going to be there. Um, so it was really cool. We got the opportunity to chat with him for a few minutes, learned a lot and it's, you know, Kelly obviously doesn't have a lot of strings in all of her music, but like the ones that she does have, you can pinpoint to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, cool for me as you know, the resident Disney adult on the podcast, the minute that Rhonda said her, uh, his name to us, there was something in the back of my head that like, kind of like a light turned on and says, you know, this name and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Until we kind of sat down right before we uh, began our interview with Joe, and he was telling us about sort of his his sort of his IMDb credits, if you will, and I got really excited. I, I got wanted to like pull him aside and just talk Disney for a long time. So I was just glad that we uh, we got to have the and, time that we did with Joe. And I wanted to talk about Jersey. I was just like, oh my yeah. god, we're from the same area. It's so cool. Yeah, so I was. It was it was nice to have a Jersey person on the West Coast. That was like refreshing. So, Very awesome. So cool. yeah, we hope we hope that you uh, enjoyed uh, this second edition of our backstage at the Belasco series, uh, learning a little bit more about uh, the making of not only the Belasco concert but also of Kelly Clarkson's album Chemistry. And we've got one more episode to go. And Pam, I think we've saved probably the most nugget filled episode for last yes and that is the return of our good friend jason halbert so technically this didn't happen in la this was virtual yep a few weeks later because he was so busy um oh my gosh you want to talk about a guy who was exhausted and was crazy busy the day of the belasco shows it was jason exactly but he, so he, we were originally going to talk to him and then he was just like, you guys got enough content, right? Like, I, and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we know how swamped you are. We know how tired, like, please don't worry about it. But then yeah. he kind of came back to us. He was like, okay, let's chat. <laughs> let's chat. <laughs> um, so a few weeks later, even though it technically wasn't physically at the Belasco premises, we are going to include this as, in our series because we do talk a lot about stuff that went down uh, those two days. So we're super excited. That will be coming out next Tuesday. So you'll definitely want to tune in for the last episode of Backstage at the Belasco. As always, uh, we are on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Miss Into Podcast. If you listen on the Spotify app, please consider leaving us a rating. And same thing on Apple Podcasts. If you can leave a rating and review, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, And of course, also, what else is happening next week in addition to our episode with Jason? It is the beginning of of the chemistry an intimate evening with Kelly Clarkson shows in Las Vegas. Woohoo! So exciting. So, uh we're super pumped. We're so excited to go. We're so excited. Yes, next week next week is going to be a great week. It's going to be insane. So anyway, we're really excited to be on this journey with you guys and uh enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to Miss Into Podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Find us and continue the conversation at Miss Into Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Find more at missintopodcast.com.